Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you have at your time around the world. Anyhow, we're happy to have you with us today. We're doing another edition, another episode episode about uh, Virginia's asking. What is she asking today? She's asking (laughs) what happens when children, uh, let me back up. She's asking today what happens when readers or children. That's the topic for today. But before we get into our discussion with our guest, our guest, this is a regular session we have with her. We want to just make sure that you know, in addition to listening to the show in English, we will always have it in bilingual. Our guest, our super, super duper guest, the junior, will bring the Spanish version for our listeners who might not be that eloquent in English. Anyhow, every question we ask, we'll have in Spanish. Every answer we have, we'll have it in Spanish. So let's go ahead and get to meet our super-duper guest. Virginia, good afternoon. Hello, Etienne. Good afternoon. Thanks for this wonderful presentation. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad to have you, Miss Virginia Castro. Castro's typical... Espanol nombre, okay? Yes, it's so Spanish. I'm practicing my Spanish on the air. Could you imagine that? (laughs) (laughs) And you're doing very well. Thank you very much. All right, all right. Well, here's what we're doing to the audience, for the audience. We are encouraging them, particularly authors, no matter what age, no matter what experience they have, but if they want to expand their sales of their books, one of the ways we have come to realize is have them do a translation. And that's what we're doing every time that we have the junior comes in to chit-chat with us about that. So we have done, I guess, two chapters before, and now we're doing our third episode. And today, you, the junior, we say that you want to ask what happens when readers are children. Let's go ahead and talk about a little bit more about yourself before we get into the topic itself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please, Virginia. Of course. Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, I'm an English into Spanish translator based in Argentina. I've been working as a freelance translator for the last five years. Uh, And also I I work with many types of texts. That is, I receive a lot of also scientific and I'm working a lot with video games right now oh, but good. I I love literature that's why I'm, I'm trying to specialize in that good 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 thank you for sharing that with us I have a quick question for you uh, Spanish I thought was Spanish universally but it's not Spanish spoken in, in España is different from Spanish spoken in Mexico, is that correct? Yes, very different, of course. And even the um, Spanish in Puerto Rico that I'm familiar with, I don't know the language f- fluently, but nevertheless, I'm, 
have been exposed to it. When I was in Texas, I found it was different in Texas. Why is that? Yes. Well, because there's no language that is uniform, you know. There's no such thing as, um, you know, as a standard language, as they try to make us believe. That doesn't exist. I mean, every culture has its own variety. Okay. It's reflected in in verbs, in the phrases we use, in expressions. Okay. So you can see that even though you speak Spanish, which which yes. variety do you do you are are you learning? Do you tell me? Caribbean one, Puerto Rico. Caribbean, of course. Well, if you go to Spain or if you come to Argentina, yes. I, I think that you will have trouble understanding <laughs> certain things. Of course. I think it's so. I think I it's figure. so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But well, it's a question of of uh, talking with people, uh, with locals, and and learning. That's all. Okay, good. Before we go any further, could I have you uh, translate what we just said? I put you on yes. the spot. I... Okay, great. Of course. Thank you. Yes. Eh, bueno, estábamos hablando de las diferentes variedades lingüísticas que hay en en cada idioma. Como Etienne está aprendiendo español. Eh, en realidad él justamente me consultaba si hay una hay algo que sea un, un español unificado o de repente tenemos a español de España, español de Puerto Rico, Caribe eh, y de esa forma es como le contaba a Etienne que le va a resultar muy difícil por ahí si, si viene a Argentina o, o a España para poder entender algunas expresiones. Great, thank you very much. Now one other quick question. I do know my name in Spanish. Etienne is French, but in Spanish is Esteban. Is that yes, universal? I learned that. I didn't know that. And when you told me that Etienne is Esteban, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> now <laughs> you know, so right? Now, now I know, you know that it's Esteban. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a common yes. name here. Yes. Well, that's good. All right, let's go ahead and get started. We okay. want to talk about why readers or children? What happens when readers or children? What does that mean? Well, in the previous program, you remember we talked about how translators try to understand yes. the author's mind in order to yes. produce a faithful translation, right? Uh-huh. But being in the middle of the communicative event, I was thinking, and you would agree with me, that we should pay the same attention to understanding the reader's mind as well. We are like intermediaries. Yes. So, what happens when those readers are children? Common to think that this type of text is easier to translate, either because they are short or because they use simple vocabulary. Uh-huh. However, this is not always the case. Just look at the famous saga Harry Potter, which is neither uh-huh. short nor simple. You know, it's like complex. <laughs> it's so complex. Some books have almost 800 pages. Wow. So nothing but short. <laughs> yes. And despite that, millions million of children around the world turned into a, a bestseller. So that was really surprising. Wow. Okay, so the Harry Potter became a re- reality? Yes. And, you know, it, it was such a turning event because before Harry Potter... Literature, uh, literature for children was considered a genre in which, in which it was not worth investing. Uh-huh. In fact, book sales had dropped dramatically 
and critics would defy that by saying that children were not reading anymore. They were just too concentrated on playing video games or watching TV, and they had dropped books. That was oh. what, what they said. But uh -huh. with this saga, it all proved wrong. Okay. So how did Harry Potter demonstrate that younger or young readers will still enjoy literature? Sorry, Etienne, would, do, would you allow me to translate what we were saying before? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Please do. Thank you very much. I'm so excited. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, we, are, we are almost forgot, and I don't want Spanish-speaking audience to feel left out that way. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Gracias mucho. <laughs> we are a bilingual program. Uh, well, lo que estábamos diciendo justamente es que eh, se suele pensar que este tipo de textos es más fácil de traducir eh, hablamos de los textos eh, destinados a niños, ya sea porque son cortos o porque utilizan un vocabulario simple. Sin embargo, esto no siempre es así. En este caso, miremos la, la, la saga de Harry Potter, que no es ni corta ni simple, y a pesar de eso, millones de niños lo han transformado en un bestseller en todo el mundo. Y también hablábamos de que eh, antes de la aparición de esta saga, la literatura infantil era considerada un género en el cual no valía la pena invertir. Bajado, y hasta se decía que los niños ya no leían, que ya estaban demasiado concentrados en videojuegos, en televisión, y realmente no tenía sentido seguir invirtiendo en literatura para ellos. Pero Harry Potter vino a demostrar que los lectores jóvenes siguen disfrutando de la literatura, y también lo importante que es no subestimarlos, ya que los niños no tienen ningún problema con el vocabulario complejo o la extensión de los libros, siempre y cuando la historia que están leyendo logre atraparlos. Eh, bueno, y como traductores, obviamente necesitamos encontrar la manera de, de hacer esto, de, de lograr atraparlos. Wow, that was a long, a long translation. One, one, one quick question. Has uh, Harry Potter been translated in, in foreign languages? Yes, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was almost 70 languages. I, I don't want to wow. lie, but it was like okay. a freak number. <laughs> wow. Say that in Spanish for our listeners, please. Bueno, Harry Potter fue traducido, no recuerdo exactamente la cifra, pero yo creo que eran alrededor de 70 idiomas en todo el mundo. So, Gracias. Se puede nombrar Harry Potter a cualquier niño del mundo y lo va a conocer. Good. So, did Harry Potter demonstrate that young readers can enjoy literature? Yes, Harry Potter came to demonstrate that young readers still enjoy literature, and also that it's important not to underestimate them. Don't have problems with complex books. But the story oh. interesting. Okay. Oh, it sounds like I lost you for a minute. Okay. Uh, what do translators need in order to find a good balance? Well, of course, we have to find a balance. And it is a good idea not to use oversimplified words and structures, because in the end, this can have the opposite effect. We can end up boring young readers, and mm -hmm. that would be a failure, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. Are there other, are there other difficulties that translators find when they are translating this kind of text? Yes, there are difficulties that we find. Uh, it is common to see that in children's literature, 
that the names of the characters mean something. You oh. know, they are chosen for a certain yes. reason. And generally, they make reference to a trait of their personality or their physical appearance. I see. So in these cases, then, what should translators analyze if this mean is important to the story? Well, we should analyze if this is important to the story. And if so, find a good equivalent in the target language so that this said meaning of the name can also be recovered in the translation. Uh -huh. In literature, generic names remain untranslated, but when we have, when we find that they have a special connotation, we should find an appropriate solution to keep all the meanings. For example, Bobby the rabbit, right away a child knows that character is going to be a rabbit. Yes, yes. I, there are a lot of examples on, in yes. cartoons. There are many. Yes. Oh, I understand that now, yes. Are yes, there also, I, I'm sorry, Before go we go on, uh, do you want me to translate that, that yes, chunk of please. text, so we please don't get do. lost? <laughs> yes, <Well>. please do. <laughs> eh, bueno, entonces, al traducir este tipo de textos de literatura infantil, nos encontramos con dificultades, como por ejemplo que aparecen nombres de personajes que tienen un significado adicional. Se los elige por una razón y generalmente hacen referencia a una característica de su personalidad o de su aspecto físico. En estos casos hay que analizar si su significado es importante para la historia y en caso de que lo sea, encontrar un buen equivalente en la lengua de llegada para que este significado adicional también se mantenga en la traducción. En literatura, los nombres generalmente no se traducen, pero cuando tiene una connotación especial, tenemos que encontrar una solución apropiada que nos permita mantener todas las capas de significado. So now, if you want, we can continue. Okay, thank you. Are there also another aspects to consider? Yes, there's also another aspect to consider, and it involves the plot of the text. If children are reading a story that takes place in a culture very different from their own, they uh -huh. will likely come across references that sound alien to them. Oh. So, what should translators do in those cases? Should they replace the reference for a local one, or should they keep the text as it is? That's it's a good important. question. Yes, it's a dilemma, actually. Yes. It is important to clarify that this dilemma is not exclusive of children's literature. Of course, it's present in all kinds of literature and gives origin to two different translation techniques, which are known as domestication and foreignization. Wow. I think I could figure that out. Domestication is at home, and the foreign foreignization is international language, not of the na native one. Yes. That's right? Okay. Yes, let's you're right. Let's elaborate. You're right. Okay. Go ahead well, with Spanish. Uh, okay, I go, I go on with Spanish. Uh, bueno, existe otro aspecto que hay que considerar, tiene que ver con el argumento del texto. Si los niños están leyendo una historia que se desarrolla en una cultura muy diferente a la suya, probablemente se van a encontrar con referencias desconocidas para ellos. ¿Qué hay que hacer como traductores en estos casos? ¿Se debe reemplazar esa, esa referencia por otra local o se debe dejar el texto tal como está? Es importante aclarar que este dilema no solo se presenta en la literatura infantil, sino que obviamente se da en todo tipo de literatura y da origen a dos técnicas de traducción diferentes que se conocen como domesticación y extranjerización. 
And now we're going to continue. I, I want to say it in Spanish. Domestic, domesticación. Okay, I'll practice. <laughs> I'll practice later. <laughs> you you practice. Right. You're doing well. Domesticación <laughs> y extranjerización. That's more complicated one. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll practice. Okay, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back to the topic. Um, let's, uh, how do you uh, elaborate of the two different translation techniques known as domestication and forensiation? Yes, right. They have difficult names, but it's not so difficult to understand. Okay. Uh, as you probably, as you have guessed, domestication means bringing the writer to the reader. That is, mm. replacing the original. We were saying, for example, that, that they find a, a reference that they don't understand. That is, replacing the original with a cultural reference that is more yes. familiar to the reader. Okay. And on the other hand, foreignization means bringing the reader to the writer. So the reader has to go close to the writer and try to understand whatever he's saying. That is, preserving the foreign element to add like a flavor, a sense of exoticness. Wow. Now you know when James Bond goes to Japan, he speaks in English. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's just ridiculous thought in my head. You can say well, that in Spanish too, please, with the rest of it. That is domestication, of course. <laughs> Cuando James Bond va a Japón y habla en inglés, obviamente eso es un caso de domesticación. Obviamente no va a estar hablando en inglés en, en Japón. Okay. Ready to move on? Well, uh, ah, I, I'm sorry, I have to explain the, the two techniques in Spanish. Okay, Domesticación sure. significa llevar al autor hasta el lector. Es decir, reemplazamos la referencia cultural que aparece en el texto original por otra que le resulte más familiar al lector. Por el contrario, extranjerización significa llevar al lector hacia el autor. O sea, el lector es quien se acerca y tiene que tratar de entender a qué se está refiriendo. Se preserva el elemento extranjero para transmitir como una sensación de, de exotismo. Okay, great. This is fantastic because I've never really done a bilingual interview, but you're doing a mm -hmm. wonderful job of it. And I noticed one thing in in the Spanish culture and speaking, it goes fast. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. Well, that's just part of your culture. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, so you haven't... we have talked about the two approaches. Yes, exactly. Having uh, the, the, the different approaches, which one do you think is the most important or appropriate to use in the text aim for children? Well, in fact, there are not general rules. You know, in translation, it's all about okay. making decisions all the time. We we have not like a, a guide or a book that says you always do this. But yes. children are expected to tolerate strangers, strangeness, much less than adults. So let's suppose, like you were saying about James Bond, let's suppose that the main character of a story, for example, is a Chinese boy yes. and he's playing Tian Tzu, which is a typical game of that culture. So what would happen there? We we remain we let the, the this game we stay there or we replace it for chess 
I don't know, some, a game which is more familiar to children in, in our culture. I see. Okay. How will children then react when they come across a reference that they cannot reproduce in their minds? Well, it will depend on the degree of compromise they have with what they are reading, how focused they are. If their compromise is not very high, they might feel out of their comfort zone and become discouraged. And in the end, they stop reading. So that's not what we want. Okay. And I, I went ahead and skipped two questions that I didn't allow you to go in Spanish. Did you talk to one about the differences in Spanish? Uh, of the two techniques? Yes, I referred yes. to that, to okay. the different techniques. Um, yes. I, I didn't explain the example. If you want me, I can expand yes, on please. that. Yes, please. Bueno, un ejemplo, por ejemplo, sería eh, el caso de que un niño chino esté jugando Tzu, que es un típico juego de la cultura china. ¿Cómo reaccionarán los niños cuando se encuentren con una, con una referencia que no se puede reproducir en su mente? Simplemente leen que el personaje está jugando este juego, pero no tienen forma de imaginarlo. Esto va a depender del grado de compromiso que tengan con lo que están leyendo. Si la concentración que tienen, el compromiso no es muy alto, posiblemente se sientan fuera de su zona de confort y se vean desmotivados. Okay, so thank you very much. We can continue if you want. Okay, yes, we'll continue in a second. Right now, we want to go ahead and let our audience know that we have a call number. They can call it in Spanish or in English. Our number is 515-605-9812. I'll have to come to you, uh, Virginia, to say that in Spanish, please. Yes, yes, I can repeat the number. Uh, nuestro número de contacto, si quieren hacer alguna pregunta, nuestros oyentes, es 515-605-9812. Okay, I'm getting there, getting there. <laughs> You're almost there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a long way to go. But thanks to you for your... Well, I started learning um, Russian this week. Oh, my God, wow. that's so complicated. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And from Spanish to English to oh, Russian. Ooh. Oh, oh, okay. I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. No, 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 no. But I figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, let's get back on topic. How will children react when they come across a reference that it can, did I say that already? I think I did. Uh, yes, we were talking about that. Um, I, I think we didn't end up explaining. Um, I, I have something else to say, that including sure. reference to other cultures can be good to children's development. Okay. So it's a good way that they can learn about our societies and gain tolerance to difference. Okay. So do you think that it's important to keep these references? Yes and no. I mean, oh. as I was saying before, we don't want children to, to become bored or discouraged when they don't understand something. But uh -huh. I think it's important to keep this reference. And if they can result too strange to a young mind, also we have to consider the age of our readers. Uh, yes. You know, that books generally come separated from 8 to 12, and, and yes. you know which children are going to read that. 
So we, we can include a brief explanation that makes it more familiar and understandable. Good. So I, I would okay. leave, for example, a name, it's the name of a game, it's the name of a food, and yes. just a quick explanation, this is a food made of, just for them to, to understand. Good, 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 good. So there's a lot going on that I'm learning as I'm going with you, and I thank you for that. But before I go any further, we're talking about children's books. And are you writing yours at this time? Yes. Well, I I have something written. I'm trying to translate that into English, but I'm so busy with our translations that I... Uh, your I, clients. Yes. I'm le yes, that I'm laying that for, for the last time. It's four books oh, my goodness. there waiting for okay. the translation, but I'm going to finish that soon. Okay. Could you explain that in Espanol, Espanol, por favor? Of course, of course. <laughs> Um, bueno, hablando de la literatura para, para niños, comentaba que, que hay, tengo un, un pequeño, una pequeña historia para niños escrita que la estoy intentando traducir al inglés, eh, lo que pasa es que por falta de tiempo no, todavía no lo pude terminar, pero ya próximamente ya, ya lo voy a tener y obviamente la, la voy a compartir acá con la audiencia. Ok. Ahora, tenemos mucho más tiempo disponible, pero hay several questions I have in mind, and we'll go with that. Um, so let me ask you this. So you think that uh, encouraging children to have access to translated literature is a good way of developing their values? Yes, yes, of course. You know, literature is a highly valuable tool that gives us insight to other ways of living and raises cultural awareness. Mm -hmm. So encouraging children to have access to translating literature is a good way of developing values as tolerance and respect from a very early age. Oh, okay. So yes. let's do that in Spanish, please. Yes. Eh, bueno, decíamos la literatura es, es una herramienta muy importante para, para conocer otras formas de vida, para despertar la conciencia cultural el acceso de los niños a la literatura traducida es una buena manera de desarrollar valores como la tolerancia, el respeto hacia lo diferente desde una edad muy temprana. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good way that children learn uh, yes. that they know that they are that their culture, their society is not the only way of seeing the world, that there are many more and and I think it's very important to that they learn respect from a very early age, respect to, to difference. Yes. I wonder, I'm just wondering about something right now. Yes. Do, you think it would, do you think it would be helpful for our listeners who would like to have translation done, could we give them a little package of maybe a survey? Maybe a survey is, is the best in English and in Spanish. Yes. Small questions. Are you interested in doing a, for example, we might say on the survey, are you interested in having your book translated? Boom. Yes or no. After that, what language would you like to have your book translated into after that? And yes. maybe you and I can uh, talk about that a little bit more. Does that make sense now? 
Yes, of course, and we can include, I'm thinking, um, a question uh, in which they can express any topic that they might mm -hmm. like to, to listen in our show, and we can just develop that for future programs. Sure, and we want to let the audience know that everything we say here is recorded. After we are finished with the show of the day, the show is still available in our archive. Just go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash in the author's corner with ATN. In the author's with S corner with ATN. ATN is A-T-I-E-N-N-E. But as long as you get to blogtalkradio.com and you get slash in the corner with, in the author's corner with, it will pull up. It will come up. I've been in there long enough, long enough. So yeah. let's talk a bit more. I'm sorry, before we go any further, let's go into Spanish, what we were talking to our to our guests in English. Yes, so I about, was about to, to offer, if you want me to, to translate that. Well, yes, please. Estábamos, justamente, surgió esta idea de por ahí hacer una encuesta entre nuestros oyentes dejarla en, en tanto en las en las redes de Tien como mías para que nuestros oyentes respondan si les interesaría traducir sus libros y si es así a qué idiomas a qué idiomas les, les interesaría a qué culturas les interesaría llegar obviamente no uno no va a comenzar traduciendo a todos los idiomas como like Harry Potter translating to mm -hmm. all languages but just select so we would like to know which languages you want to be translated into. Um, y también estábamos eh, diciendo que nos pueden dejar en comentarios qué temas les gustaría que desarrollemos en próximos programas. Good, good, y good. bueno, también que este programa, como todos los anteriores, queda grabado. Lo pueden escuchar en www.blogtalkradio.com barra Indie Authors Corner with Etienne. That's the URL when they can find our program. También. Muchísimas gracias. <laughs> no, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, I just lost a thought out of my mind. Um, oh, I know what it is. Is there is there a frequent or or random time that we will have this done? For example, are you going to be able twice a month to offer this presentation? Yes, of course, of course. I was thinking twice a month that we okay. can meet and and discuss different topics that, that you may find interesting. We are doing sure. it. Uh, now we are, so far we have been like every two or three weeks, you know? We yes, yes. Yes. And, and something else I would like to do too, we are given general information right here. But what we could do, if people would like to put us on a on a comment form or a survey form that we could do, let us know if they would like us to do a training class. On training in, in, on the internet would be called a webinar. We can help you, together with you, we can help our audience with a webinar. How to well, use yes. translation. Go ahead, en español, por favor. Yes, great idea. Eh, bueno, en, estábamos comentando que eh, 
obviamente, bueno, que nos encontramos en, en cada dos o tres semanas en, en programas así, desarrollando distintos temas que puedan ser de, de interés, y que eh, estamos viendo la posibilidad de que exista un webinar donde eh, los autores puedan acceder para aprender más acerca de, de la traducción y de los beneficios que puede tener traducir sus libros. Fantastic. And something else I would like to uh, project to our listeners. If we are going to go to the point of doing our training on the Sundays, then we'll also do a webinar. Maybe what we could do to really see if people are seriously interested is maybe have them come commit themselves with some kind of I don't want to say money because it isn't always money, but it's more mm -hmm. about how we could help people help themselves. We talk yes, about authors, we talk about parents, we talk about kids. Even kids themselves can become authors. They may want to use some translation, maybe not for the whole book, but maybe for sections. So I think we can prepare ourselves for a webinar. What do you think about that, um, Victoria? Well, I love the idea. I love. Have you have you been thinking about it, or it's just on the spot? <laughs> I've done it several times in the in the past, but never with the never with the translation. It's done just oh. basic information. Yeah. And that's why I well, think it's a little more it's a little more tricky to get the webinar done in two languages, but we can work right. it out. And yeah. I think you know that. During last year, with all this situation that we have to live as as a world society yes. of the pandemic and coronavirus, yes, people got very used to using these kind of webinars and yes. learning things through the internet. I don't know you, yes. but I myself took every course I found. It's because yes. you you had more free time and internet access. So what yes. else could you do? Exactly, exactly. Now we're not giving up the day show or a radio show that that is a given that's going to always be there i i gave it up after the hurricane and i didn't mm -hmm. touch it for two years but now i'm on back into it back into it back into it but then we also could go into webinars along the way yes yes and it's well, a great program. idea yes thank you um yes <clears throat> Bueno, esto de, esta idea que surge del, del webinar está pensada para, para ayudar a los autores, compartir información que les pueda ser útiles. Y lo que estábamos comentando con, con Etienne es que la gente, hoy en día estamos, estamos todos más acostumbrados a este tipo de aprendizaje online, virtual, eh, gracias a, a, a toda la, la situación que tuvimos que vivir en estos últimos tiempos, con la pandemia, coronavirus... Eh, todos hemos adoptado estas formas de, de hacer cursos virtuales, de aprender. Eh, entonces, bueno, es una muy buena opción este webinar para todos los que pueda resultarles útiles. What I would like to do is have our listeners pass the word on to their friends. There's yes. only so many people we could meet. And we don't want to spam anybody by forcing ourselves on them, no. But we want to make our doors open to anyone who has a desire, a child, a teenager, an adult. They don't have to be speaking English because they have the Spanish 
translator right here. If of they course. want to, if they want to write in in English, you can help them with that. Vice versa, we have English writers. If they want to expand their books, their stories, whatever they're writing, we can do that. By the way, go go ahead and finish that, and I'll I'll, I'll come with another question. Go go translate, please. Yes. Eh, bueno, decíamos que no no queremos obviamente llenar de, de correo electrónico spam a quien no le interese, eh, sino que la idea es que quienes estén interesados en estos webinars se acerquen simplemente. Eh, nuestra intención es ayudar, así que no hace falta que hablen inglés, porque como ven también pueden acceder a los contenidos en español. Y bueno, es solo cuestión de que se acerquen y ya y nosotros estaríamos aquí para para ayudarlos con todo este contenido. So thank you very much. So we're talking about webinars. We're also talking about doing, I guess I could call it a workshop. Yeah. So with that, we could just we don't always have to go into doing a book translation right away, but we need to get people come together and discuss what will work for them. It's like going to kindergarten. You have to go to kindergarten so you can learn how to go to school. And once you get the familiarity there, then you could go to high school, middle school, high school, college. As a matter of fact, a student who goes on to college doesn't have their doesn't have to have their parents tell them what to do. They could do it on their own. Of course. So what what do you think in there, Victoria? Yes. Uh well I, I think it's a it's a good idea, of course. And this this thing that you were saying that it's not not also not only authors can come to us, but also children, parents. I love that idea of, of diversity. Yes, diversity. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. In Espanol diversity. So what we're doing now basically is letting our audience know <clears throat> that we take this thing serious. We want people to know that they don't have a setback. <clears throat> Pardon me, my thoughts has really been bothering me. We want people to know, our listeners to know, that they don't have to sit back and complain that they have no way of expanding their books. If they want to do an e-book, that might be a good way to get started. Write a small e-book. They may want to have a color book, coloring book, e-book. Yes. That's a good way, for, for example. Uh, a child could learn a second language by an e-book. An e-book could be a coloring book. We could mm, help provide yes. all those things. You, Ms. Vic... Sorry, Ms. Victoria. Virginia, sorry. Victoria. <laughs> Victoria, yes. Um, Virginia, Virginia. Nah, I got excited with Victoria. A victim, <laughs> a victim right there. Anyhow, the main thing is we could help our children, adults, Teenagers, whoever want to learn to expand their books. Now, a book doesn't necessarily have to be a book in a traditional sense. It could also be a, a, a 
a, blue, a blog. Could you yeah. imagine having a blog and this owner of the blog doesn't speak a foreign language, but could could provide Spanish or Spanish ex- expressions to help build the, the the message of the program, sale, whatever they're producing. What do you think? Well, it's great. I, I was thinking what a good idea would be, uh, for example, a person who has a blog and having different um, links where people can read the, the same content in, in yes. other languages. Yes, yes, yes. Your audience gets automatically multiplied. Exactly, exactly. Of course, there's on the Internet, anything and everything that you want is available, and sometimes it's for free. That's yes. just part yeah, just part of what's going on in our technology nowadays. But what I would like to do is focus on helping people help themselves. And that's what I like about having you as my co-host, um, Victoria, Virginia. <laughs> because in that way, we help people on a face-to-face, person-to-person. I, I don't particularly like dealing with somebody who's a distant stranger to me. But I think we can yes. help people as we interact with them face-to-face, person-to-person, word-to-word. How's that? Make sense? It's right. It's right. Do you want me to, to translate that? Please. Of course. I don't want you to. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Ok. Eh, bueno, la idea es ayudar a la gente, eh, y no de una forma impersonal, sino con un contacto más directo, eh, en el caso ya sea de, de autores, o estábamos hablando justamente de, del contenido que puede llegar a tener, no, no necesariamente un libro, un libro per se puede ser un, un e-book, puede ser un, un libro de, de colorear, cualquiera, si necesitan ayuda con sus libros como para expandir los contenidos, eh, eso se, se enfocaría también el webinar y eh, también hablábamos de, de lo interesante que sería por ejemplo el, el contenido de mismo si tienen un blog no necesariamente un libro publicado sino un blog en el cual la gente también pueda acceder a ese mismo contenido si lo tienen en inglés puedan acceder en español y, y viceversa de esa forma amplificar la audiencia eh, es maravilloso el alcance que puede llegar a tener What has come to my mind is this. I would like to have a gift, for example, like a coloring book, or for adults, seniors particularly, who would like to do puzzles and games like that. We could provide that for them just so they can keep their mind occupied, just so yeah. the people who are locked in, that's just about all of us, we could have something to do rather than just producing their mind, keeping their spirits going. We could have that in Spanish and English and learn, let them learn to use the Spanish English. The Spanish English. <laughs> What I mean yes, by that is... Spanish. Yes, yes, Spanish. There you go. They may not have to know anything officially or professionally. But if they can learn an extra language, if they can learn to communicate with the toy they're using, 
with a gift they're using, with a color and book they're using, a, a, a puzzle. There's, there's those normal puzzles. You have to go from one to two, and then when you finish, there's a picture you have. That could be done in English, in uh, Spanish and English. Yes. There's, there's of many course. things. What of I like to do. Very nice. Yes. What I like to do is brainstorm together with you, uh, Virginia, and then we have several possibilities that we could provide to our listeners. Now we have to have our listeners contact us because we don't know who wants and who doesn't want and who's there and who's not there. So we take it upon our listeners to call us and let us know what they would like us to do. So let's uh, get with the with the uh, second step. Let's do a so survey, make it available on the internet, and let people know that we are going to be doing this. And if they want to be part of it, they can do it. Initially, they can just do it and go from there. We can create as best. We'll, uh, Virginia and I will discuss the details, but we'll make it very convenient. Particular people right now are not working. Or if they're working, they're not working at a regular rate. So we don't want to impose on people. We want to help them, help themselves, help their family members, and whoever else they want to be involved with. In español, por favor. Eh, sí, la intención es eh, ayudar a toda la gente que puede estar también pasando un momento difícil, encerrados todavía con la situación de la pandemia. Eh, la idea es que que reciban información que, le, que les dé ganas de, de aprender cosas nuevas. Estábamos hablando de, bueno, como entretenimiento también para personas mayores, libros de, de acertijos de entretenimientos, libros de colorear, todo este tipo de, de actividades como para mantener la mente activa, que es tan importante y no, no abocarnos únicamente a lo que es televisión, eh, este tipo de cosas que por ahí no nos enriquecen y tratar de, de buscar actividades que sí nos alimenten y, y nos, nos desarrollen. Eh, también la idea de, de no invadir, sino de que eh, realmente quienes estén interesados en estos webinars se acerquen a nuestras publicaciones y, y bueno, y así estaremos para, para darles la, la información necesaria. Ok, gracias por eso. What I want to go back and suggest is after we get the survey done, one of the things to have us do is have our audience members who want to participate. They could create a gift and bring it to us in the language that they want to learn about. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I'm not talking about having to dig in their pockets and And, and mail out a gift to us. No, no, no. They can do it electronically. They can write a, a, a poem in a foreign language. They can do whatever they want to do in what they may be struggling with, but they could use that opportunity to give us the initial phase of it, and we will take it from there to help them. So, in Espanol, por favor. Bueno, nos interesa que se comuniquen eh, y que nos, nos envíen algo, algo que produzcan, 
puede ser un poema, puede ser un, un relato corto también, eh, y nos indiquen a qué idioma también les gustaría ser traducidos. Gracias, gracias. And again, we want to let our listeners know the number is 515-605-9812. I keep giving you that number because it's important to have that number when we come up. We don't mm-hmm. we don't come on here on a regular basis. On Sundays, yes, we do that. But for other times, we need to be aware of that. So by all means. Listeners, listen to this, to write this down, keep it in your dresser, keep it on your mirror, keep it on your refrigerator, wherever it is. Keep that number in mind, 515-605-9812. Español. Bueno, eh, para que lo tengan a mano entonces, el número para comunicarse con nosotros es 515 605-9812. Repito, 515-605-9812. Gracias, gracias. Well, 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 I want to stop there because I think we covered a lot. Uh, comments from you. Any Anything else you want to go ahead and discuss, Virginia? Uh, no, as you said, we cover a lot. I think we yes, we, we provide a lot of information, right? Yes, yes. And the thing is, I don't want to start off charging people for something that we're just creating right now. We're literally creating. I'm not doing it by myself. You're not doing it by yourself. We're doing it together with our audience if they want to do it. And we'll go forward from there. I don't know what kind of education we call that, but uh, cognitive education, that means we help people learn about yeah. what they want to learn. Well, that's what we do. It. We don't want to impose it on anyone. We want to encourage them to do something that would help them educate their, yes, their, 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 their brain. Yes. And I think that the survey is very important to to get to know because yes. our audience is is big and I, I know that they won't have all the same interests, so it's yes, important exactly. to cover what what they what they need. Okay, so when is the next time we'll meet, uh, Virginia? Well, we will meet in three weeks' time. Um, that would be. The, would it be around the eighteenth? Sunday, eighteenth. Okay. Yes. Okay. That gives us plenty of time to work on the on the survey. You and I will yes. do a survey together first, and after we get through with that, we'll pass it on to our audience, no matter where they are in social of media. We will share it in our in our media, so yes. in turn they can share with with all their contacts, and we can. That's right gather a bigger audience, right? Very good. Exactly. Exactly. Without forcing anyone to do anything they don't want to do. Of okay. course. So important because nowadays it's so common to receive yes. lots of spam in your mail. Oh, yes. And I, I know it's not, it's not nice. <laughs> I know. what I think what's bothered me the most was during the last week, I had about five or six different phone calls telling me now that I'm in the Lock it, lock down. There's a 
tuition assistance program that I could be involved with for $5,000 or $10,000 something like that. Right away, I got turned off. But the thing that really annoyed me the most was not only once I listened to it and I had to figure out what they were really saying, because federal government doesn't just get out and call people up like that. But I found that they did. Not the government. I mean the spam, spammers. And yeah. then a week later, another one called me the same thing. And then after I hung up on that one, there's another one coming. So I guess what I'm saying is let's be very careful that we don't look to make money at the expense of people and then they they will complain that we're spamming them or, or hacking them or whatever else they might be afraid of. As a matter of fact, it comes up something. Maybe we could do a you and I together in a survey come up with a paragraph about safety on the internet. I think we need to do that. Put a safety on the internet and what to do to protect yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so we'll get important. to that. Yes, it is very important. We'll get together with that and wrap it up from there. Well, and my voice bothered me, <clears throat> and with all we covered, anything else you would like to cover? No, not for today. I think it's enough okay. for today. <laughs> okay, we have good. another topic, interesting topic coming up uh, on our next meeting. Yes, we'll talk uh, about the survey. We'll get it in place. Yes, of course. Okay. We will be working these three weeks. We will be working with that. And yes. we will be to be again with all the, the results. Yes. And after we get the survey put in place, we will dis- distribute them online to our friends and followers. Okay, my good friend, Virginia, thank you very much for all you have done and continue to do. You're very supportive. I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to to be a part of your show. It's very interesting. And, well, we will meet again. You know you can find me on on my social networks as well. If you have any doubts, I gladly answer all your your questions. Very good. As a matter of fact, I failed to mention your website. Go ahead and mention to me, please. Well, uh, I have um, my website is www.linguisticbridges.weebly.com. That's my website. And you can also find me on Instagram as Linguistic Bridges, also on Facebook with the same name. Linguistic Bridges. Linguistic Bridges. Yes, it's the name of the page, right? Okay, very good, very good. I'm being gracious. Okay, Virginia, thank you very much. We'll just chat with you after we get through here. And audience, we have a lot in store for you. I feel like it's like Christmas time all over again. I feel alive again that I've been sitting in my house for the last year and a half because of this pandemic and other things going on. Thanks again, Virginia. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, but we'll talk throughout the the period between now and the next time we come in of here. Of course. Of Very course, good. we are, will communicate. 
Well, good. see you on, that will be on the 18th of April. We'll find again. 18th of February, correct. 18th of February, and we'll go from there. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening to us. We have a lot in store for you, not just hot air, but we want to be productive for you, help you become productive in this idle time of lock-in. So with that in mind, keep that in mind, pass it on, pass your friends, tell them all your friends about this so that they can come in and join us on the 18th. Okay, we'll see you then. So long, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye, Virginia.
But nevertheless, we have to do it, yeah, because if, if our audience decides that they want to have a coloring book for children, and they want to have the children learn from pictures, and in both English and both languages, they would learn. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I told you some covers that I have. What I'd like to do is send you some of my books, e-books. And then it's not, it's not very long, it's just a title. Or you can put the title in a sentence with it on the bottom. Yeah. Yes, yes. I want to do it. I want to get my computer fixed. My computer's dying. It got damaged from the rain, from the rain after the hurricane. And I didn't know there was. Yeah, the whole house was, was wet. Not from the. We didn't. We didn't have a roof falling. Only in my bedroom. But the moisture in the house has everything wet. Even today, three and a half years later, pages are stuck together and whatnot. I didn't know. Yeah, my my roof is still there, but what happened was one of the windows on the south blew open, and I pulled it in, but it couldn't hold it in. So all the moisture came in. The rain came in sideways. Horror. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't we can't do anything about it. It happens. It happens. But that's what I'm dealing with. Uh, in the house next to me, they never lost their roof, and they haven't done anything to fix it. So, so annoying. That's what affects my throat a lot, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to get... I know, I know, I know, I know. I want to get up and leave back to the United States, California somewhere. But I have to fix this house first before I can leave, yeah. But off the top of my head, I think we got off a very good program. And... Uh, you didn't have to worry about the Spanish. Just remind me. In the beginning, I got to go on this night. Yes. Yes, yes. a good team. Yes, you're a good team. Good, good team. Bueno, bueno, bueno. Tres, bueno. Tres, bueno. Yes, yes. We hope the good start, and I really appreciate your 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 working with me because it came out of the blue. I didn't plan this. You didn't plan this, but it just happened. And I I, I knew from the potential that I saw in you that something could happen better. And here we are, beginning to work it. Beginning to work it. Yes, exactly. What we have seen all right, I'll get together. I'll get together some. Well, no, 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 I'll get together some uh, coloring books and toys, not toys, but uh, games. Send to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm home alone, so I have nothing else to do. I have so many things to do all of it. All of them are supposed to be number one. I don't know what to do first. And I'm trying to get this house fixed, but before I can do that, I have to provide so many documents. It's really annoying. 
but I'll get it. I'll, yeah, it is. It is. I'll get together and let you know.